innovation, not being this magical Harry Potter thing, but being more like working together, working hard and making the right questions. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to Nodes of Design. To help support our mission spread knowledge, we have a very special guest on today's episode. Let's welcome Rafael Brando, who is a product experience director passionate about art and technology. He has over 15 years of experience working in several advertising agencies, design offices, startups and big companies. Currently, he is director of product experience at HBO Max Latam. And he's also a professor and a course coordinator at Miami Ad School. Along with this, he is also a career and business mentor at various nonprofit organizations. In this episode, Rafael had shared great insights on collaborative innovation. We had discussed on what is innovation and why is it important to understand the actual value of innovation, or what are the different collaborative framework for innovation and how to measure the success of an idea or an innovation. Later then, we spoke on how to forge the old team towards the right way of innovation and how does collaboration impact innovation in an organization. We then discussed on what are different design-led innovations and how designers can aspire to be great innovators by means of good collaboration. In the end, we spoke on the future of innovation trends in the design industry with few examples. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and on every Friday, we release new episodes with different creative leaders from around the world to help you better understand different concepts related to design. So don't forget to tune in into Notes of Design every Friday. With that being said, happy designing everyone. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning into Nodes of Design. So we have a very special guest in today's episode. Let's welcome Rafael. Hi Rafael, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for inviting me and I'm happy to be here. Hope we have a, a great conversation this morning. That's wonderful, Rafael. So if you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. Sure, sure, Tash. The Director of Product Experience in Warner Bros. Discovery Company, leading product experience for the whole Latin including HBO Max and Discover Plus. Both products are now under our umbrella. And I work very closely with global teams in order to have uh, everything very well understood when it comes to regional requirements and regional needs for our users across Latin. That's wonderful, Rafael. So if you could share with us, what was your journey into design and how did you start? And what are your tips to the beginners on how to start? Sure, sure. So first things first, to be a designer, a UX designer, or even a product experience professional nowadays actually means that you can have almost every background. Myself, I started working on it advertisement agencies almost on a former life, to be honest, but I, I worked on digital agencies for almost a decade. I, I always had this dream of being a creative professional working in advertisement agencies, uh, working to, to, to gain awards and, 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 and be known. But very fast, I realized that the only thing that I needed to do was actually solving users' problems, which uh, made me move to design offices and eventually to work inside the companies itself to, to be very close to the business needs to the, the business expectations, always trying to combine what the user needs 
with the business ambitions. So my journey to design actually moved myself from being advertisement professional all the way into being a, a business professional, a product professional that knows more about. And if I think about my educational path, it actually followed the same way. Uh, my graduation on advertisement. And just after that, during my master's degree, I had a design uh, approach, a design learning. Uh, all, all the things that we discuss nowadays on a daily to daily basis, I'm actually still learning, to be honest. But, but I always try to combine my academia uh, knowledge and be involved in, in educational programs with my career. And if I can give a piece of advice for everyone that is trying to, to begin in, in such uh, journeys, careers, be yourself. It's everything about the user. So the faster we understand that, the better we get and the better we can actually connect to business needs. And eventually, we all will notice that the value that we deliver as professionals to our business no, no matter the business, actually, is always made through better decisions thinking about the users. That's how I try to think about my, my current role and actually about my, my career as an UX designer and product experience professional. So what are your tips to the young audience who want to get into this field now? Be always curious, right? Be always one step ahead, possible conversations possible interview processes, possible uh, mentorship programs. Go out there, ask people, ask, ask to have conversations. You could go there right now in my LinkedIn, for example, and I can't say that I have several friends that similarly, and just ask for some time. This afternoon here in, in, in Brazil, where I'm based, I will actually have two conversations with people that I that I don't actually know, but they are willing to change to this new career. They are already professionals in other uh, businesses, but they are trying to understand what design means, what user experience means, and what's the part that they can play in this in this new uh, uh, career. So, of course, it's it's also about uh, learning. It's also about training, but. I really think the first step is to identify and understand if you think about user experience and design as a big bucket, you can very easily, based on some meaningful conversations, identify where is your focus. Meaning, is it product design? Is it research? Is it writing? It's a very good career for career transitioning, but also for people that are coming out of college or even high school, to be honest. Thank you so much, Rafael. So let's begin our episode today with Innovation Break. So what is innovation according to you and why is it important to understand the actual value of innovation? Yeah, so innovation is a big topic. Huh? Innovation is, is a buzzword, I, I cannot deny. And that's why I think about innovation not being this magical uh, uh, Harry Potter thing, but being more like working together, working hard and making the and making the right questions, right? So for me, innovation is all about culture, purpose, 
And in the end of the day, transformation, right? I actually want you all to change a little bit your mental model and, and, and don't think about innovation. Screw innovation. Innovation is only buzzword that everyone uses, but it's not magic. So innovation for me and for the teams that I lead, for the teams that I have the pleasure to work with is constantly having outcomes, working together as a multi, uh, 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 as a cross-functional team, trying to deliver what the users want, because in the end of the day, this will actually generate business outcomes. It has to do with us as professional professionals, us as a team, but also with the company. So in this episode, we are going to discuss a little bit further how to forge innovations through real collaborative work. But also, I, I would love to, to touch bases on serendipity which means in the end of the day, the part that the business needs to play and not us. So the combination of both, of both has, this, uh, has a possibility of generating impact through innovation. Thank you so much, Rafael. So what are the different frameworks for innovation and how to measure the success of an idea or an innovation? Just, just before I, I, I can talk about some frameworks and some formulas and some tools to innovate people, is actually to connect people, to connect different backgrounds, to connect different stories, to connect different teams, to go out there, knock on someone else's door and say, let's work together to solve this, this particular issue or to develop this particular opportunity. And of course, we have some frameworks that can help us. But first and foremost is about framing the problem knowing what you need to solve. And just after that, have the right conversations. I can call it brainstorming sessions. Uh, I can call it design sprints. I can call it even lean inceptions, a very special Brazilian framework. But in the end of the day, no matter the process of the, or the framework, you need to make sure that you have the right people in the room that you all share the same knowledge around the problem or the opportunity that you have ahead of you. And the methodology, the tools, they are out there. We can name it. We can go into any shelves of collaborative work and grab something. I'm not trying to diminish the exercise or the methodology itself, but I really want you all to think about working as a team no matter no matter the methodology you choose should be the first step to align expectations should be amongst the first steps and you can choose and you can try and i have to say working with different teams throughout my career and eventually leading co-creation sessions and collaborative working sessions made me learn that it's everything about adapting processes so I never had a by the book design sprint. We always adapt. We always need to adapt based on everyone's agenda, based on everyone's background, based on everyone's idea. I really think uh, the right framework is to actually say yes, but, and not no, that's not the thing, you know, it's only about building up on each other's ideas. Again, Tej, I'm not trying to bring this theoretical or magical kind of point of view 
I'm just saying that as as a professional, I I pay a lot of attention and have had and and have several conversations with other folks from different uh, markets, and we all share the same sentiment. People don't actually talk that much. People don't actually partner that much. And that should be the first step, in my opinion. And in the end of the episode, or even in in the in the description of the episode, we can list some uh, URLs and some methods so everyone can try it out and actually let us know if that uh, worked out or not. Absolutely, Rafael. We for sure attach few of the links that you are sharing with us for the audience in the description so they they could access those links. Thank you so much for sharing those resources with us. So now if we talk about innovation in our team, so how do we forge the old team towards the right way of innovation? And how does collaboration impact innovation in an organization? Well, it means a world for the, the, the companies that are able to forge innovation and collaborative work are the are the companies that are thriving in, in this new era, right? So first things first, as leaders, as team members, as partners, as professionals, we always need to open space for open-minded people, right? It has to do with methodology, yeah, but it also has to do with listening first and not uh, uh, sharing our ideas up front. It has to do with being a better leader and a better team member. But thinking about that and, and as preparation for this podcast, I put together a list that how to do that on a recurrent basis, right? How to actually uh, forge a culture around uh, innovation and collaborative work. First thing is to we need to understand its value. We need to understand why it's important. And we also need to identify the right moments. Sometimes, to be honest, Touch, we don't have time to put together a collaborative session or a co-creation uh, uh, meeting or week or, or even a day. We just need to get things done. So we need to identify the correct moments. Usually, it's around kickoffs or big projects but in the end of the day we can use the same mentality whatever the problem is but we also need to to share the value of doing that so and i learned that from my agile friends every time that we need to scale something and i learned from them to agile to scale agile is almost the same as scaling uh innovation you need to have one very tiny but yet successful example so you can share across the board and let everyone know that you had this uh good and and meaningful example after that more people are going to be asking to be part of willing to understand why collaborative sessions is a thing and you are going to be able to connect more people and you also need to be very persistent you also need to advocate and align with stakeholders. You also need to be aligned with the business expectations. It's part of the job and it's part of forging innovation no matter where you are. I think to do co-creation sessions, to try to think as a team and not as individuals, to build up on every um, each other's background on a recurrent basis has to do with being very clear 
and being very willing to share also failures and 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 things that didn't go well right thank you so much rafael it was a wonderful explanation so what are few design led innovations and how designers can aspire to be great innovators yeah that's that's a good point taj as designers we we actually sometimes are put on this uh moderator position on collaborative sessions and other kinds of co-creation meetings and and initiative i think other thing, teams think about ourselves as being the creative ones or or being the ones that are willing to to talk or to do uh this this co-working sessions to be honest sometimes we are not but as designers we actually maybe know more about possible methodologies we are willing to, to try it out we are willing to expand our discovery process involving more people i think that's why we are constantly on a position that we build the dynamics we ran the dynamics and in the end of the day we documented the whole dynamics i did that several times in my career i like to to ask questions as a curious professional and eventually people notice that as an opportunity asking to have more sessions asking to have my team and myself part of other conversations and that's that's good because remember that i told you in the very beginning of this podcast that forging innovation and leading such initiatives has also to do with cultural shifts meaning design led organizations in the end of the day so in order to to be more connected to the business in order to understand their needs and expectations those co-creation sessions are also very very helpful because you end up being part of other conversations that you wouldn't if you were not part of this uh, cross functional teams and initiatives and more than leading or or building or asking people to be part of i think it has also to do with the outcomes because we are really discussing here that's why that's why i i i actually despise innovation as a as a word i'm more inclined to to use the framework so we do share more autonomy people people feel safer to share their ideas on such sessions people are more willing to collaborate it's not about tajes idea or hafa's idea it's about our idea we share responsibilities and we also share celebrations which is awesome and it's way more horizontal it's way more trustful and 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 great to work this way to build to build great things is is to work together and and to forge innovation not thinking about this as a magical thing is to really work hard always try to always try to polish your own processes always try to enhance the methodologies and always try to have the most diverse group of people in the same room Thank you so much Rafael. So what do you see are the future of innovation trends in the design industry if any few examples that you can share? Yeah, I was I used this this question to talk a little bit about the other aspect of innovation, right? I I spent the last 25 minutes saying that 
we as professionals have a good part on that. But I, I, I also would love to share that the company, the business, the industry has its part as well. If we think about serendipity, which is a, another big buzzword, to be honest, I'm, I'm actually sharing what the industry needs to, to, to put in the table, right? They need to collaborate with you, with myself, with us as professionals, providing the right tools, also budget-wise, right? To give people time to spend on such on such ceremonies, workshops, or working sessions. They need to provide the right context. We need to know what are the most priority problems or opportunities that we have in the table. They need to encourage people to be part of it. And they actually need to have the right places to be. And it can definitely be 100% online, but you have to have the right tools. But you, if you are willing to have that in person, your company should provide the, the right stuff, the right hardware, the right everything from post-its to Sharpies. That sounds like a small thing, but trust me, it isn't. I keep hearing from several folks that they don't even have the budget to buy post-its. So how to how to run collaborative session without the things that we need it's it's important we need to we need to ask for this contribution and the time mostly the time in order to put every talent in the same room and actually forge the so-called innovation i do have several examples that highlights failures but also good stuff that we were able to to do Remember that some part of these collaborative sessions went live during the pandemics and we were all trying to understand our part in, in the world, actually. We were all suffering somehow and we were all trying to, to understand how to move those ceremonies and sessions to, to a 100% online environment, right? And it's possible. It's harder than being in person. but uh, thinking about my previous position in, in global here in Brazil, we failed several times trying to find the best way of doing that, trying to find the best way of connecting people, trying even to, to find the, the correct time frame to have some conversations. I think that in the end of the day, we always need to think about enhancing our own processes, being very open and, and candid of uh failures to fail to fail is part of the process of innovate right and we also need to be there as moderators and leaders and to support other team members right absolutely rafael thank you so much uh, for sharing all these great insights with us so before we conclude wanted to know us if you could share with us how does your day look like or any interesting stories yeah well uh uh a typical day as a product experience director in Warner Bros. Discovery means that you don't actually have the same day every day. 100% attached to the business. And as the business evolves and as our users evolves, we are constantly paying attention to every possible nuances in every country that is part of our region. Even though it's a very complex environment and people in Brazil are completely different from people in Mexico or Dominica or other countries, in the end of the day, we are all users. 
And we do have several tools and several ways of understanding where and how we need to pay attention to very specific items, actually on a daily basis. So every day we discuss how to bring better experiences for all of our users across Latin. And I have to say, my counterparts in the US, my counterparts in EMEA, they are all doing the same. We are here to deliver the best in-class experience for our users. And it has to do with very specific conversations, trying to fix things or to build opportunities on a specific market. But it has also to do with a global product available in more than 50 countries. So it's 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 very it's very good to be part of such conversations always bringing the user's perspective to the table. That's part of the scope. That's part of what we need to do, right? And and one thing that I find useful is if if we think as designers, as UX professionals, as product professionals or even tech and data uh, folks, if we think about only delivering new features, new components, new items, I think we minimize our scope. I think it's easy to deliver a new feature. What we really need to think about is how can we guarantee that we are solving users' needs? How can we guarantee that we are delivering value? Sometimes, sometimes it's not even about a new feature. Sometimes it's about making sure that those folks are being heard, that they are being taken into account. So I think it's it's important to, to differentiate this. And, and Taj, in the end of the day, we are protagonists on every digital transformation, on every business transformation, because we do own this user aspect that needs to be in the table, no matter the discussion, right? Thank you so much, Rafael. So we'll conclude the show by you recommending three favorite books of yours and also three people who inspire you the most in this space. Okay, okay. It's, it's, it's the hardest part, I have to say. So the first book that I have in here is Simon Sinek's Leaders Eat Last. Every day I try to be a better leader, leading from behind, letting the team own their own space, own their own rooms. And this book shows a lot about how to listen first, how to be very empathetic, and, and how to actually open space for your team members and your talents. The second book that I have here is one from King Scott called Radical Candor. Again, about being a kick-ass boss, about being a better professional. And the third one uh, from Tom Griever is a very well-known book called Articulating Design Decisions. It's, it's like a, a Bible for us, but that's the first time I, I'm actually reading it. I'm reading it right, right now. So it's a very, very good book to have. And I have to also uh, recommend a very interesting podcast, A Bit of Optimism from Simon Sinek that has everything to do with the industry, but also very interesting conversations. And moving to people that I admire and people that I actually pay more attention to, Simon Sinek is one of those folks 
always bring meaningful conversations to the table. And I really, I really like how how he had these open conversations with people. It's 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 actually very interesting. But I have to say, the the people that I learned most from were several former leaders that I had. Actually, I the only thing that I seek when I join a new company or a new challenge is to learn from whomever is leading my team and myself. I'm fortunate enough to have someone leading me right now, being an awesome professional. But if I think about former leaders as well, I learned a ton. And also, and that can be curious, but the third aspect of it, trying to have three different people actually, are my kids. Even though they are very small, I always try to be better each day because of them. And of course that impacts my career my personal life, my connections, my conversations, everything. So it's not about only role models or famous people. Let's admire people that are around, right? And let's think about business and careers as part of something bigger called life. So uh, I think that's it, Dad. Thank you so much, Rafael, for sharing all these wonderful recommendations and insights with us. We are looking forward to host you again in our upcoming episode. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Tej. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. 